RNZ National Friday afternoon means time for Critter of the Week. I'm joined by Forest and Birds Chief Executive Nicola Tookie. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, we're down the phone line again. That's not quite so fun, is it? No. No. What a cool weekend. Saturday, uh, Nicola and I were in the same place at the same time, which almost never happens. And uh, we were talking about the Critters of Aotearoa, Nicola's new book, at the Hawke's Bay Readers and Writers Festival. And it was so cool to actually, I think that's probably the longest session you and I have done. We did a full hour um, in the Havelock Community Hall there for a, for a packed out crowd. And, and wasn't it cool? It was awesome. Uh, I got very heartened when I saw them having to bring in more chairs. <laughs> I've never in my life, I've never in my life been in a venue where I was the main attraction. They're having to bring in more chairs. Usually they're packing chairs away and making excuses. Oh, it's pretty cold out. Maybe the rains put people off. <laughs> no, it was lovely. But you're right. You and I in the same room together uh, in um, living colour is a rarer sighting than a Maui dolphin, I reckon. <laughs> um, <laughs> and how? And here's the other thing: is that if you, you know, I've done like stand-up tours before and stuff, and and it's all sorts of random people. But actually, everyone in that room was just absolute gold because they were all there to talk about the nature. You know, every person we talked yeah. to was just like somebody who loved New Zealand wildlife and wanted to chat about it. I loved your warm-up kind of lines. Like It was kind of less about anyone here from out of town. It was more about, uh, what's your favourite kind of uh, New Zealand animal? Who likes a lizard? I know, I know. It was, n- it, was, <laughs> it was a nerd yeah. paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Nerds unite, I say. Yeah. And um, also, since last week, I should tell you, I've had heaps of emails from various uh, community groups around New Zealand. I mentioned that we'd raised almost $5,000 from our Critter of the Week t-shirts last week, um, and we're keen to give it away to people working in a voluntary capacity who could use the cash. So this is your last call, jesse at rnz.co.nz. Tell us what you're doing. doesn't matter what aspect of nature you're working on. We'd love to help out in some way. Tell us how much money you, you need and what you would use it for. Excellent. Uh, I'm really looking forward to both seeing these applications come in and then divvying out some hard-earned um, money to them yeah. to be able to get on and do their good nature work. Nicola, your Critter of the Week this week looks like a work of art. Yes, uh, and it is, of course, you'll all be aware, I'm surprised there, hasn't, um, there isn't a public holiday because today, of course, is World Jellyfish Day. Is, is it really? <laughs> yeah, and why not? Uh, these are incredible uh, kinds of animals and, you know, they have been around a lot longer than us. They've been around for at least 500 million years. Uh, so, you know, if you were also some kind of a nature nerd, that puts you in about the same frame as a peripetus, for example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they just, um, uh, so this week we are going to talk about one of the many types of um, jellyfish or jellies you can find across the world. Uh, look, m- me and uh, Chris and Hunter and I have just finished watching Finding Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is probably one of my favourite movies of all time. And uh, today's uh, critter, the Purple People Eater, No Lies, that's its name. Is it? Pur- 
Purple People Eater, the Mauve Stinger, yeah. Pelagia Noctiluca, uh-huh. looks very much to me like the jellyfish that you see in Finding Nemo that um, Marlin and Dory have to make their way across. Oh, how um, interesting. In order to survive. So um, it's, a, it's a jelly of many names. It's also known as the Purple Striped Jelly, the Purple Stinger, Purple Jellyfish, Luminous Jellyfish, Purple Parasol Jellyfish, and my personal favourite the nightlight jellyfish. Oh, I love that one, yeah. <laughs> and that's because um, its scientific name kind of loosely translates as she of the sea who glows at night. Huh. So Pelagia means um, she of the sea, comes from Greek, uh, and Noctiluca is a kind of mashup of two Latin words for night and light which I think is kind of lovely. And it does look beautiful, doesn't it? It looks a bit like a nightlight, even more beautiful than a nightlight, though. Um, And and I meant that it it looks like a work of art. That photo that you've got on our website, rnz.co.nz slash jesse, I'd put that up in my lounge. Oh, 100%. I would frame that. Um, It is absolutely stunning. It does look like a work of art. Uh, it, It looks like it is wearing a feather boa. I mean, it's got kind of hot pink, uh, big, long, frilly arms that hang down, um, and it's got little pink, like, freckles you can see Mm. on the bell of the jellyfish. Those are actually nematocysts, or the stinging cells, which is the the bits about jellyfish that we don't particularly love. So um, this one is um, up to – so it's got a – you know, jellyfish tend to follow the same body shape, Three to twelve centimetre diameter bell that you know that sort of sits at the top, and then it has the little tentacles that hang down and, and do the hard work finding its food. Now, um, this one is actually found kind of all over the world, tropical and warm temperate seas all around the world. So we're not likely to find it down here in the South Island, but it is found um, off the east coast of the North Island, around Northland, as well as the Bay of Plenty, um, and it is usually found qu- quite deep, like quite out in the ocean, but it does occasionally come in for a visit. Now, what I really like about these um, uh, these jellies, these jellyfishes, mm. they take part in a migration, um, which is a daily migration, which is called the dial vertical migration, which basically just means they come up to the surface at night and then they swim away down um, deep during the day. So they, uh, you know, we think about species migrating sort of across, but these things migrate up and down. God, very interesting. Yeah, they obviously just don't like the light very much. No, but the, um, what they are doing, though, is using their night light. Um, so they have this low light, which can be is visible to humans at night, and, and particularly um, if you are a boatie who, you know, has spent time out at sea, if this kind of seas are a bit rough, um, you or the, a, a ship goes past and the wake starts to nudge up against your boat, the, you you might see the jellyfish flashing its light, uh, the oh. lights, which is almost like seeing it put its hazard lights on. So, um, the these things have been um, noted for their ability to produce light uh, for a very long time. The first record of its bioluminescence um, comes from Pliny the Elder, which is back in um, uh, some. There are two and a half thousand years ago, so that's me counting. Um, so uh, they are very cool. Actually, on the bioluminescence front, it's just occurred to me. Yeah. Uh, they are bioluminescent and hot pink and have kind of curly tentacles. It looks like Susie Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> it does, yeah. 
I, I don't think she'd be offended by that. I think she... I'm going to send her a picture. I think she would love it. Um, so the things that we know we don't like about um, jellyfish, and that obviously includes the purple people eater, um, is that they, um, the purple people eater love this in the notes. Um, I'm going to have to credit Lily for this. It says, purple people eaters are occasionally hot pink agents of oceanic chaos. Oh. Genius. What does um, that mean? It means that sometimes they bloom, right, and then there are too many. And so this can, they can cover tens of kilometres and contain millions of individuals and, um, you know, like 500 jellies per square metre. And what happens is they can, um, like, take over. If they wash up on shore, they'd, like, basically kind of just splurge all over the beaches. No one's going to want to go down the beach on those days. And actually, as an aside, because um, my wee boy Hunter does um, junior surf lifesaving, at our local beach, and from time to time we get uh, blue bottles, uh, blue bottle jelly yeah. turn up, and of course all the kids go, ah, and then someone has to put sand on it or take it away. Well, yeah, humans, know. but also I imagine like other other fish life would uh, want to watch out for a massive blanket of these purple people eaters floating past. A hundred percent, and actually we know that purple people eaters uh, killed 300,000 salmon in a salmon farm, in the Outer Hebrides of Scotland. Um, so, yeah, wow. years ago. <laughs> just, just a, you know, it's like the kind of amoeba-type situation where there's just so many, they're just taking over everything. They can clog up fishing nets, and then um, if you're trying to pull them out of the nets, they are jellyfish. They do sting, and these things, you know, they're not going to kill you necessarily, but you might feel it sting for, you know, a couple of weeks. And, and that's because they are, their lifestyle is they are, believe it or not, even though they have, you know, look like a pink feather boa, they are voracious predators. You've got to think about them like a, a tiger of the ocean, right? So they will eat anything, including each other, um, anything that they can kind of capture in those tentacles and then they're using their little nematocysts to, um, you know, sting, poison, po- uh, paralyse their prey so that they can eat it. Um, what is so- happening if, like... Physically, with their sting, is it is it a poison that's touching you, or um, is it little prickles, or what's the story? Well, it's like little harpoons. So we, what they have is these little nematocysts, are these little cells, little capsules that um, when it when they you know are attacking you or defending themselves, they fire out these wee harpoons, which releases venom into your skin. Like so, if you've got mm-hmm. to think of them as little like poison arrows, basically. Um, and it, and it's that venom that uh, creates um, all all the pain and discomfort and suffering. Um, and if you are like me and spending your Saturday mornings with your family down the beach for junior surf lifesaving, or you're just going surfing or whatever, um, get friendly with your local um, surf lifesavers because the lifeguards are very well trained with how to deal with jellyfish. Oh, that's good. Pretty sure you don't pee on them. Um, and um, in fact, as I recall, lots of warm water seems to be uh, the go. But there are guidelines available that you can look at about how to deal with them. Just reminded me of that uh, ABC song, Poison Arrow. How good was that? 1982. So good. I'm actually wrecking my brain. For the Poison Arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably its theme song. Um, and quite amazing. Like This is a, a highly sophisticated creature uh, that doesn't have a brain. You know, it doesn't have a brain, it doesn't have a heart, it doesn't have blood, 
Uh, it's just a three-layered multicellular creature made of 95% water uh, that is causing havoc in the oceans as a voracious predator. I think that is incredible. How would you rate its attractiveness on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, my husband's favourite colour is Waipurupuru. And you've told me off about this before, haven't you? You said I'm not allowed to use favourite colours as a reason. <laughs> um, it is. I mean, that notwithstanding, that photo says it all. I might print that out and stick it on my wall. It is a stunner. Uh, I'm giving it, I reckon it's a, an eight and a half. Yeah, I think so. Beautiful. I think so. Thank you, Nicola. I'm going to play some ABC, then hand over to Wallace Chapman and the panel. Have a great weekend. You can see a picture of the purple people eater on our website, rnz.co.nz slash jessie.